This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tinfoil Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text him with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, Jay, you ice, young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me, mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man Dame going wild. The West Side Landlord, the pride of PA. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador. Your mama's favorite Dame. And the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk Podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. Okay. <laughs> I, I was just in the spirit. Hey. We was talking about church. Yeah. Hey, I was absolutely. just in the spirit. I actually had the mics on for that last, the last portion. I, I should have I had the mics on earlier. That was a pretty decent discussion. Yeah. You know, we going to discuss it later on a, um, on a different podcast. We're talking white on white violence today. I mean, we're just talking about white folks going crazy <laughs> this week. But uh, welcome back, Shout Talk Podcast, episode 118. We back. I thought it was one seventeen. No, one eighteen. Back for another week of foolishness, and uh, we here, fam. Okay, cool. I'm with it. How was your week, man? Uh, my week was good. I, I'm pulling up some shit on my phone because this past Sunday I was, you know, I had a solo booking around this bitch, mm. and I was. That's a that sound a little bit like hate. That that sound a little bit like hate. No, <laughs> I can't say on here. <laughs> I can't say. On I know. Here. I finally got one. No, no. I, don't. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I had a. I was on. Uh, What's the name of it? Dripping Curves. Yeah, Dripping Curves podcast. So shout out to Angelise and Tommy Very Biggs. Name. I like that name, by the way. What Dripping Curves no, or Angelise? I yeah. thought that was pretty creative. Yeah. So shout out to them for for having me through. Had a real good conversation. This past Sunday, so I appreciate it. I don't know when they're gonna put the episode out, but it's fire because Dane was on it. So that's what's up. Uh, I think they're gonna drop the episode sometime this month. They were this, this they recorded a few, yeah, yeah. They had a few them. in the they got a few in the stash, yeah. So shout out, but to I like them. their energy. Uh, you know, hopefully, I, we'll get a chance to come back to them and kick it and probably had them on with us, you know, one of these weeks, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anything else popping this week, man? Uh, yeah, man. Them kids went back to school. What? I was happy than a motherfucker. Check it out. Check it out. But okay. I, I ain't going to front. I cried in the car. Why are you crying, fam? Because, man, they're my babies, and I love them. And to see them grow up, like, is, it touches my heart, man. You see them grow up every day, though. Like, but but they my they my babies. What, what? Like, my oldest is in is in 10th grade. I've been taking him first day of school since, like, preschool. So, like, this shit is like, I know that we nearing the end. The you know end what? The end of me taking him, like, he, next year he'll have a car, he'll be whipping them on, 
his own damn self to school. Like, nigga, we had to. He's becoming a man. He's still gonna be his father. Like, I'm always, I'm always be the father. But I'm just saying, like, just to see my, to see my baby grow up, become a man, go off like nah, high he, school and all this shit. A young lady to the crib. Maybe you want to drop a tear. Like, oh, they could growing up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he 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 has up. bought young girls to the house already. Okay. I ain't really. You ain't, you ain't no drop no tear. That's your man growing. That's him growing up for real. It is, but I ain't, I ain't ready for that. Like, I don't want him to fuck. Like I say no, that every man, week, I, this, I don't want I, him to this fuck. That's what I don't understand. You done met my son, like he, I. He a little, you know, he not, he not, he not you. No, he's not. You know, well, in front of us, I don't know, <laughs> right, yeah, I don't know what yeah. the nigga do. <laughs> yeah, what go on in school <laughs> right. or in that cell phone is a, a mystery. Nice, timid shit probably go out the window. He be like, "What up, who's that nigga?" <laughs> but uh, you damn going wild, but you mild as a parent. I'm mild because I love but you my, as a parent. Well, I love my kids. Well, you talk this game like you know. I don't care about shit. Da, da, da. No, I no, I. Then. There's a lot of shit I don't care about, but it's it's five faces that I love to death, but you and did. I care so much about them, and they make me emotional, nigga. But, they make me cry. But the young one can't bring a young lady through the crib. He can't. No, he can have he can have female company. I'm not I'm not tripping on that. Okay, as long as I'm at the motherfucking house. Really, damn. Yeah, nigga, you can't just bring some girl over and I ain't fucking there. I know what's going down. It's gonna. Go- so you feel better if it go down while you, while you <laughs> upstairs and he's smashing in the basement? No, no. Let the I don't. Nigga, listen. I don't me. want him fucking at all. Listen. Not till he get married. Listen. You should want him to have sex in the house while you're not there. No. Because there's going to be too much pressure for him if he got to sneak in you upstairs. He's not going to perform well. And his first time, he don't perform well with the young girl. She's going to put him in a group first text of, message. You first know of all, saying? your first time is just... Like that's just a wash. Don't nobody like tear it down the first time because your your body ain't used to that feeling. They're not gonna come quicker than a motherfucker. I mean, I don't know. You got five good strokes. That's not true. Look, man. I mean, I don't know. That don't mean that your first time you just go in that bitch and just tear that motherfucker down like no. you. Like, but you know, like you don't you ain't been there before. Too, too much pressure, fam. Let him let him get the crib to himself. Come on, dog. You Go sound, to, you stay sound at work fucking. Or, you sound fucking wild. Stay at work. It's already bad enough. He get home three thirty. I'm just trying. I ain't to, touching the crib till six thirty at the earliest. Oh, he already got this shit on lock. <laughs> I don't want to listen, man. Because let, let me swing by see if he might in the, in the, in the car in the driveway and shit. Dog. Ain't no cars. Ain't no like he ain't driving. She ain't driving. Look, man. Don't make me a grandfather. That's all I'm asking for. Like. Hit your twenties, like fuck for real. Fuck your life up a little bit, you know what? I'm just like, you got to get out here and live life, learn it, experience it. Fuck it up, like you're going to fuck your life up at some point. It may not be huge, but you're gonna make some mistakes. Well, people, I just don't mistakes. want him fucking right now. I don't think people should fuck their life up. I think that's horrible advice. <laughs> I think you're gonna make some mistakes in life. Well, that's what that's what I mean. Like make make some mistakes, but like. Don't don't start this game off right now, man. Like you is, you so young, man. You know what I'm saying? Like he's so young. I remember I was fucking. I always say it on the podcast. Fourteen, I was already in the game. I mean, I started young, but then you take a you take a little. It don't fuck. We're not. This ain't about me. What I'm just saying is, don't fuck in my house, man. Don't fuck in my house. Now I I try not to be naive about shit. Like it's condoms in the crib in case something go down. Like, cause I get it. He fifteen. I ain't there. Like a half day could turn into an adventure. What's up? I ain't never had no sex conversation with my parents. Right? 
but I remember overhearing my dad trying to have one with my <laughs> with my brother and shit. <laughs> it was too late then. It was too because he had, I think he had found like a condom in the toilet or some shit in the basement. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just remember my dad asking my brother. <laughs> I just remember him asking like, "Do you do do you need me to show you how to put it on or some shit?" I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking like one. You already smashing because I be seeing the chicks on them too. Like, how that's supposed to work? Like, what? No, no, you show them with like a banana or some some shit like the that. The shit was like, just funny to me. You know but, what I'm saying? But I feel you like by the time my parents had the sex talk with me, like I was probably on my third or fourth partner at that point. Like, it's it's too late. Now, me and him, like like I said, last year he lived with me throughout the school year. So it was like two men at the house. We'd eat a lot of dinner together. Shit, I'd take him to the bar with me. You know, what, we what, what what bar? Now? I take them to like bar seven and we eat, okay. or I take them to like starters, or we you know capers or some shit. We not sitting at the bar, but I'm like, like what the fuck bar are you going <laughs> no. to? Dog? This nigga like he's still like a kid. Yeah, but I like I said, I take him to like the spots that I would frequent because shit, it's just me and you here. Yeah. I gotta eat. Shit, I ain't getting in there and cooking. Like if you want something to eat, come the fuck on, or you gonna have a sandwich tonight. So I mean, and in doing that, we had a lot of time to kick it, talk to each other. And, like, he opened up to me and told me certain things that he probably wouldn't have told his mother. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm cool with that. I know, you know, as a young man, he got them feelings and them urges, and that's what he want to do. I want you to wait. Feeling. I want you to wait, son, because I know you listen. He, he spot listen. I want you to wait. Don't make me a grandfather. Graduate, get a degree from college. Then after that, start fucking, start having as many babies as you want. It's a bad idea. Get out of my house. <laughs> Get out of my house. All right, man. Be legal at least. Shit. Uh, man, this week, man, this was uh, this my last week working midnights, dog. Congratulations, my nigga. This has been a long journey. Yeah, man, a little bit over three years, and I didn't have a problem with it at first. I thought everything was, like, good. Like, you know, if it wasn't for me working midnights, the podcast, probably, we wouldn't have started doing all the shit we was doing, the studio right. and everything. So everything happened in this in God's divine order. In divine order. However, you about to be out here hoeing, my nigga. At, no, this is. This <laughs> is <laughs> However, when I take account of the last three, you know, and a half years or so, uh, a lot didn't change, and a lot of it is definitely directly correlated to me working midnight. Anything you want to share? Uh, I'm about twenty five pounds heavier than I was. <laughs> I mean, I'm still not a big guy, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. But working late, and then you up all. Yeah, I don't, not, it can't not, be good for you eating after midnight every fucking night. Yeah, sleeping habits is bad. Uh, I'm not as active. I don't, I'm not in the gym. I was in the gym three, four times a week. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but you go in the morning when you get off. I mean, that was the plan, but then shit started picking up here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I was like, well, shit. Let me try to get two hours of sleep. You know what I'm saying? But I think shit gonna be dope. But but uh, it's gonna it feel good not to have to. To go to work at night, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you're gonna be nine to five, eight to five. Uh, it's a little, it mixes a little bit, but I'll be off early. Okay, welcome uh, back. I know, man. I can be back here. I'm like, shit. I can go to fucking R&B Tuesdays now. Shit. What is R&B Tuesdays? Jesus, you old man. Nigga, I'm not. Where the fuck is R&B Tuesday at? Like, I don't. 
Well, listeners, just tag that nigga in some RB Tuesday pictures or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. Damn, he's, he's old man. I'm just saying, like, I want to go, nigga. Like, I can I can get out the house on a Tuesday. What the fuck? What the fuck is it? Is it some secret society? No. I got to knock on the door. And... It's, a, it's a party that happens on Tuesday, and they only play R&B music. Okay, I get that part. I'm just asking, what the fuck is it? You want to know the name of the club? Does that make you feel better? <laughs> like, listen, man. Good week. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why you're hoarding this fucking secret from me. You don't want me to come there? <laughs> it's not a secret, huh? It just, you know, you just seem like an old man right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck is this, <laughs> this dance they're doing out here? You know what what a dancer I don't want to be a grandfather here. <laughs> no fucking in my house. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nigga, that's just regular parent <laughs> shit. Ask any parent. I'm not a parent. You gotta know. I know. Shit. That's why you go to R&B Tuesdays. Hey, I'm be up in that bitch this week, okay? You wearing some slacks and some R bottoms? No, they wear these fucking Nikes, okay? <laughs> I'm wearing Nike everything in this motherfucker. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm with the Nike shit. Uh, shout out to Nike, I guess. No, nah, nah, no shout out to Nike. They know what the fuck they doing. But I'm okay with it. So shout out to them. All right. I mean, they just doing what, what the fuck Nike does, that's all. Shout out to them for making the fucking Nike burkas. You know what I'm saying? For the Muslim women who want to work out yeah, and I shit. Think that's you know dope. what I'm saying? Like The performance burkers. Yeah. D- who else doing it? Like, do we just going to ignore this motherfucker? Are we going to ignore millions of people? Yeah, I think that's dope. Well, they, they can't, they can't um, profess their faith and be yeah. athletes at the same time. Because yeah, I, I, kind of I remember in high school, they was out there with the regular shit. Like, mad uncomfortable. Be, they can't re- freely do what they want because that bitch going to fall off. Like, no, nah, shout out to them for doing that. I like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Like them for they know their customer base. I like them for sticking up for Serena. You know what I'm saying? They be coming for Serena. Made the fucking Nike joint to help her her blood circulation, and then some of them devils gonna try to uh, say it's disrespectful and try to put a dress code in place and all that. Serena look amazing in that shit. If you don't like thick women, to hell with you. She looks amazing. One of the greatest athletes of all time, bar none. Fuck yeah. You know, and then I I I, I appreciate what they doing um, for Colin Kaepernick. Now I do understand the timing of everything, but that's okay because your intentions and what other people perceive it as, or what other people be are able to see because of whatever your intentions was, that's still like a child who don't know nothing about Nike, you know, intentions or any kind of politics. When they see Colin Kaepernick on there, or they see. Um, uh, a burka or whatever, you know what I'm saying, with the Nike. Like, they see that shit. It's the impact for them, so I don't care why you did it. It's out there. It's going to be like a one of those commercials that you look back 10, 20. Like, I remember the Charles Barkley, I'm not a role model mm-hmm. commercial. Like, I vividly remember certain Nike commercials the and Jordan, what they meant to the me. The Gatorades, the must be the shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain yeah. commercials, the little... Back up. That was Tyler Banks, fool. Little like, Penny? Little Penny. Com- certain commercials stick out. You know what I'm saying? So the the Be Like Mike. Yeah. If I could be. Come on, man, sing it. I don't know all the fucking words, but you know the tune. But like that was a, Sometimes a, some make. I dream. That he is me. me. There we go. Yeah. I, That's all I know. Got to see this how I dream to be. Yeah. I know that I'm the master of useless information. But you know what I'm saying? That's like, you know. So shout out to them. I appreciate that. But perfect timing, right? Right at the beginning of the, Whoa, of the NFL season. White folks been gone crazy this week. What the fuck? Like I don't understand. 
the this this kneeling for the flag why it makes people so why a bunch of your panties up so bad? Why would you burn your shoes while you still in them, nigga? <laughs> like nigga, what? A, Nikes ain't never claimed to be flame proof. Like help me help you. <laughs> I know it may seem like niggas run fast and there's a trail of fire behind them, but like Nikes ain't never told you <laughs> that they was gonna protect your feet from fire. I know what to set the internet ablaze. <laughs> yeah, right, nigga. Like why would you? Why would you do that? If you burn shoe, if you burn items that you are currently wearing, you deserve whatever the fuck happens to you. If your house burned down, if you get third degree burns on your feet, guess what, motherfucker? You bought that shit on your goddamn self. One nigga uh, post talking about he's no longer gonna buy five to six pair of Air Monarchs each year. <laughs> hey, get the fuck out of here with these fucking Air. I've never heard of a fucking Air Monarch. Okay. The, You've seen them though. I, I seen the pictures. I'm yeah, like, oh, you know shits? what the fuck they are. Nigga, cut the fucking Nike symbol. <laughs> cut his socks off. Like, why not, are you cutting the logo off with some shit that you already paid no, you're for? Not hurting nobody, fam. Like, I don't care. You know, what I'm saying Nike's I, not losing a wink of sleep, like, and they're not losing a dime. I probably wear some Nike every fucking day. Not because I purposely go out. It just the shit just happens that way. Okay. I mean, I like I like their gym shoes. I yeah. like their hoodies. I like their t-shirts. I like the hoodies and fleece, but guess what? If I wear that and I know it irritates you, I'm wearing the shit out of it. Yeah. And guess what? It falls right into Nike hands. I get it. You know, everybody, we're going to be used by some corporation. They are master marketers. If, if I'm going to be used, at least when I'm getting used, I'm going to be pissing you off in the process. Well, at least I'm be using you in something that I like. Yeah. Other than that, everything I wear is going to have a Shop Talk podcast logo on that bitch. Okay. So we got, we got some apparel coming? Uh, I got some custom shit that I'm just gonna wear in general. Oh, like, okay. Instead, I'm buying a um, cause since I got a a business address, I can buy in bulk. I'm just gonna buy all the polo style shirts and shit I wear. I'm just gonna get them bitches instead of having a polo on that bitch. Etch my own fucking logo on that motherfucker. Cool. Wear cool. what I would normally wear, but wear it on some shit that I own. Makes you know sense to me. Uh, but we are gonna have some merch on ShopTalkPod.com. Yeah, because people keep asking me about the T-shirts that. That they see us in the pictures in, and like I, I really want to sell them to you, but I just ain't got none. Like they, two or twos. I mean, I hear. Well, as soon as I drop that link, just you have your little credit card ready. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We'll ship it out. Yeah. So, uh, you know, white folks going crazy on that shit. I don't understand. Well, let me rephrase that. I understand why y'all mad. Like, <laughs> why? Why? Like, hold on, Nike. You know we don't fucking support these niggas. It's <laughs> fuck. Man, it's gonna be problematic, but I don't I don't give no fucks. Fuck that motherfucking flag. Fuck that star spangled banner. Cause that bitch is racist as fuck, especially that third fucking verse that niggas like to glaze over. And if that shit makes you mad because I'm taking a peaceful protest of a knee to some shit that it doesn't have shit to do with me disrespecting the flag, I am protesting social injustice. If that shit fucking pisses you off, suck a dick. Fuck you and Keep it pushing. Get the fuck out my face. Man, they be so fucking mad. They, as soon as they get mad, they want to run the fire. Like, why is fire y'all thing like that? The tiki because that's tor- what because that's the, what they use to burn crosses. The tiki torch, the tiki torches last year. Of course, the crosses. Like, what's up with y'all on fire, dog? I mean, maybe they think black people scared of fire, but. My skin is bronze for a reason. I got some fire too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, it's, and it's sixteen. It's sixteen in that bitch and one in the chamber. Oh shit! I listened to Twenty One Savage this week, man. I think I love how that nigga say fire. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I love how niggas say fire. Anyway, dog. Uh, but you know, motherfuckers going crazy, dog. So we last week you was talking about um kamikaze and shit. And right. We had uh, it had just came out. We record on Fridays and drop on Saturdays. Well, we record on Friday, so you know what I'm saying. We listen to it and shit, but we ain't really get a chance to to fully digest what was all going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and I'm a bit of a. Uh, I listen. I'm a. I, I'm. I listen to the bars and the lyrics, and I read them while I'm listening to them. You know what I'm saying? So Eminem. First off, you said with the album for another week. How you How you feel? I like it. Okay. Uh, I think I still think it's a fire ass album. Yeah. Now in terms of its retaining value, like after another week, I'm just like, I can give it a rest. <laughs> you know what I'm like? I don't hate it, but like I ain't got to listen to it every day no more. So I mean, is so listen though. That's just music, period. I, got, I don't think it keeps the same retaining value. I got a lot of motherfucking Facebook arguments because I was bored this week. Uh, I don't got to like Eminem because I'm from Detroit, fam. <laughs> like, that nigga not from Detroit. Like, it's okay for me. And I'm not saying that I don't like Eminem. Right, I, but what I'm saying is... Just because I'm from Detroit, I'm not obligated to like everything about like, Detroit. fuck y'all niggas, man. I'm There's from a De- lot of Detroit rappers that I just don't care for because that's just not my I'm from not Detroit. My speed. Do y'all like everything the fuck I do? You know what I'm saying? We've been doing this motherfucking podcast for two and a half years and shit. Like, oh, fuck it. I'm from Detroit. Nigga, no. What the fuck you wasn't at the live? Was you at the live show, nigga? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> what I'm saying, like, just because I'm, I'm from here, that don't mean shit. I've never seen that nigga day in my life. I've seen him. I mean, I've... I'm at a concert. No, no, no. Like, I've, I mean, just for me, I've run into him in different circles. I used to intern at the studio where Royce recorded his first album. Mm. So, like... I would see him in and out of there during certain Roy sessions. So, I mean, I've had chances to interact with him, like so, not not nothing on a personal level. All right, man, we ain't gonna beat around the bush. This nigga Eminem started throwing out a lot of motherfucking jabs on this motherfucking album, and I want to talk about some. Okay. I'm not gonna talk about the obvious ones first. I want to talk about the slight jab he threw at Jay Z. Okay. I was shining him on the Renegade that happened what 2001. Damn near 20 years ago. Why you bringing that shit up? Because he probably tired of people talking about that shit. But it's old. We, But we all, everyone has always said you outshine Jay on that track. Yeah. Why are you bringing that shit up? Because he, he's, Eminem's content more or less hasn't changed. It's always been a, a sprinkle of shock value in it. That's what made us like him in the beginning. It's just, now that it's just old because we know, we know what, it's the same dog and pony show. We know what he's gonna go to. I thought that shit was weak. Um, okay. I didn't even I didn't even pick it up pick up on it at first. But he threw some shots at uh, Joe Button. Now on the song that he actually mentioned Joe Button's name, which was was that Kamikaze? I think so. Where he talked about he was gonna button him up. Yeah, yeah, that shit weak. Like that's like everybody who raps against Joe Button always say some button you up blah blah blah. Yeah, it was mad subliminals before that shit. Like I thought the whole fucking album because every time he would be referring to. People in the media with opinion. What's your job? Like, he threw mad subliminals. And I'm happy that he officially said a nigga name. Right. But that shit was whack. That bar was like, not like, it was light. What did you think of Joe's response this week? Because he, he kind of let him air, aired him out a little bit on the Joe Button podcast. Man, I listened. I, I, they dropped that shit early. That shit was yeah. like, that was shit 8, was like 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I got off work. Like, let me just look and see. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was spot on from his point of view. Okay. 
you know what I'm saying? I can't tell you that, that that's the, the actual factual fact. But from his point of view, I agree with a good – I agree with a lot of that shit. You know, he, he jumped out the window and said that he had been – he was better than Eminem he said, for the last – I think – I've always thought that I was better than you for the last – all right, since 2008. I've gone on record here and said I haven't liked the Eminem project since 2002. Right. So I've liked Joe Budden project since 2002. Yeah. I mean, most of his best projects came out last 10 years. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I mean, still listen to Ordinary Love shit, part I, one through three. One through five. Four. Yeah, yeah, five. I made a special mix. Like, I got played. But, like, the saying? first three were, like, just flow back to back to Matter back. Fact, I got the one Ordinary Love shit, one through five. And then I threw in, um, damn, my phone. What's the name of the joint? Uh quality of life because it's on yeah. that same vibe you know what i'm saying this is a bunch of castles shit. you know what i'm saying then more rage, of you rage more of me more of me yeah rage in the machine was good uh you got love loss no love loss like i get it if you don't listen to joe you know what i'm saying and you everybody do the pump pump but like i get it like if you don't listen to that shit we listen to yeah. music that i love popular. and i love mixtape joe mood music was my shit facts when them when them, that mood music series mood music volume two with dumb out on there, fuck yeah, which what made me like like all right, I'm I'm a fan fan, yeah. And he was talking about Lloyd Banks in that album. I mean, in that song, by the way, don't fuck up leaving your whole career in some bitch car because Lloyd Banks, Banks left his album his and that's... second album in there, which was fire, and he couldn't he didn't use none of that shit in his second album. Smelled like shit, and he left his whole career in that bitch car because we never really heard from Lloyd Banks again. Nigga, I believed him, man. Yeah, but like I get it. If you don't listen to Joe. That's cool. He's not. He may not be your cup of tea. It doesn't yeah. work for everybody. But this is my problem with you non-rap fans, right? Don't tell me that Eminem is the greatest rapper alive, or he the greatest rhyme word because I know other niggas who rap better than him. That you would be like, never heard of him. He don't count. You know what I'm saying? Nah. You always got to put a qualifier out of mainstream rappers who like. You can't tell me. I'm just gonna stick to white rappers. Oh, well, Eminem stands on top of the no, mountain. No, I don't with, know that. No, that's not the truth. Not, with, with white rappers that we know. I'm telling you, Little Dicky can rap his fucking ass off. Yeah, but do And I, I don't know that Eminem raps better than him. I'm not saying he ain't made, like, classic songs. I'm talking about okay. the skill of rapping. Just rap. Okay. I can't I tell you that. I can't tell you that for 100% fact that, Asher, that Eminem raps head of heels over Asher Roth. Asher Roth is incredible. Like, and he just never got... His real just dude, but Asher Roth is incredible. Because we only accept one high level skilled <laughs> white rapper at a time. Like is we always say here, it's okay to like more than one thing at a time. Like But when Eminem came in, the style of rap he does, if you white and you do anything similar to that, we don't want to hear it. Asher Roth raps his fucking ass off. Yeah. Lil Dicky raps his fucking ass off. MGK can rap like a motherfucker too. Yeah, he can. Paul Wall, he don't rap in the same shit. No, but he, I enjoy Paul because he he a white rapper, but he do something different than Eminem. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like, if you, so they've been talking about he's the best at rhyming words together. I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that he rap better than Tech Nine because Tech Nine rap like a motherfucker. Yeah, he do. Like rhyming words together like yeah, you gonna t- tell- he he at the top of the mountain he he one of the best to do that shit. Yeah, i'm not saying i'm not saying that tech is better than him what i'm saying is them niggas on that same that same level yeah you can't tell and this is my heart of hearts you can't tell me that wasted five nine not a better rapper than eminem no i'm not 
I think man. Royce raps better than Eminem. I do. I 100% agree. I've never heard a song with Eminem and Royce on it where Royce did not outshine. Well, when Eminem outshined Royce. Okay. That's just it. The art of rapping. I'm not telling you, I'm not saying that how that, how, how Yeah, we you, can't take away the hits and the accolades because that, that's that's just what it is at this point. I'm, a, I'm still a album one, two, three Eminem fan. I listen to them shits. I yeah. was listening to them last week. And I like this Kamikaze, this Kamikaze album. You know what I'm saying? And this episode is going to be a lot about rapping, so... It, it is what it is. We, uh, we talk about what we want. Talk about uh, what we want. I, I, we own the studio. God damn it. But like, I just don't believe. I don't like how this whole notion of I can't. How dare you say anybody is better than Eminem? You know what I'm saying? He's like, not Jesus. He don't walk on water. There's there's going to be somebody that's yeah. better than so him. So the reason I brought all that shit up there, because I end up arguing. And niggas be like, what do you mean? He's the best. He's the best. I'm like. I argue with a, a a young lady I know, and she was all like, "So what about Stan? What about this?" I'm like, "That was 17 years ago, and they're good songs." 17 years ago, right? And then the the thing that the, the thing that you got to remember is like, how old is your son? 15. Nigga, we talking about songs <laughs> that was like, if you ask your son, you remember Stan? Nigga, I wasn't born yet. <laughs> yeah, like shit like that doesn't resonate to him. We getting we getting the arguments <laughs> about rap music all the time because like. Shit that means something to me, he just like yeah. sound like my dad talking about Buddy Holly and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I know all them shits because my dad listened. Like, but no, dad, it's not. It's not. I have an ongoing bet with my son that if you can rap the first verse, a triumph, it's hundred dollars. Abomatomically <laughs> philosophy, <laughs> but he but he is so uninterested in that shit. The hundred dollars don't even move him. He's like, you can just keep it. Shit, I'm like, this is the easiest. The easiest hundo that you'll make. Man, one of my old bosses and shit, she said, uh, <clears throat> one of my old bosses will let her children listen to whatever they wanted to listen to in the house. If they can print the lyrics out and feel comfortable enough in front of her to read the lyrics. So you can listen to whatever you want. I don't care what it is. You can listen to it <laughs> if you can stand in front of me and read the lyrics to them. That's pretty good parenting right there. And guess what? I'll be that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the police. Nah, that. That's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I, I, I probably, you couldn't read the lyrics to hit them up in front of your parents? Not at all, fam. Ad libs and all. I'd be letting a couple cuss words go in front of my pops like, damn, hell. Because I'd be like forgetting. But like, I'm never gonna be like, man, this is a motherfucking boy. Like, I'm that's just too disrespectful, man. I got I got way too much respect for my parents. I got respect for my parents, but I can't even lie. Like, but I dropped some f bombs in front of my old man. It just is what it is. My dad don't. We cuss. both grown men. You know what I'm saying? My my dad don't cuss. He ne- he never cussed. My mom didn't cuss. My dad don't cuss. You might catch a damn or a hell every once. Oh, in a okay. While. Well, that's different. Your household is a little bit different. You know what I'm like. Saying? I grew up like my dad cussed. Like he <laughs> he used the big words. Well, that's different. <laughs> he used the compound words. Now me me personally, I don't even believe in cuss words, but that's neither here nor there. Words have meaning. Yeah. But uh I think that Joe made some valid points. I do think that he admitted that he was the reason that Slaughterhouse broke because he viewed that nigga differently. And I'm like, well, M, why can't you get them niggas a verse? Why can't you take them niggas on tour? Like, why? Fuck yeah. Like, I don't get it, fam. That shady, that whole shady 2.0 roster, it was just like a wash. Joe made points. Like, you you calling out other niggas on your album if you ain't Joyner, if you if you ain't Kendrick, blah, blah, blah. You got Conway and Westside Gun on your fucking, on your label, right? 
Could you? Could you? Shout, I just, could I just you hope you don't fumble the ball. Could you them. shout them niggas out on your raps? Can you put them niggas on your album? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do I get exposure for people on my label? Put them on your fucking album. Yeah, if you are the big, you're the biggest star on your label. I mean, we saw Jay do it. Everybody that was on the Rockefeller roster, nigga, got a little bit of shine on the Jay Z album. So Joe was saying, like, look, they telling me Eminem can't do that because he's too big. You're like, well, I see Rick Ross out here with Wale and, and Meek Mill. He a rapper and got a label and he out here maneuvering. You're like, yeah. where are all the niggas that you supposed to put on? Like D12 had, had a decent album that came out, platinum. What happened with them? Yeah. He was like, Tata looked great. Yeah. Like, nigga, he, Jay said, he said, do, you do shouldn't, you, he said you shouldn't bring up Jay name. Do you think it's a cultural thing? I think it's an Eminem. I don't know. No, I'm and I mean I'm not just know. trying to be I'm not trying to stir the pot none, but well, like, I say I don't know because we haven't had enough white people in the hip hop for it. We only got one. Yeah, to to the, say that he gonna pull up his homies. Yeah. But like I'm I'm thinking like maybe it's a cultural thing. Because no, nope. Well it could be a cultural thing. Cause like so I take Paul Wall. Paul Wall put his people on. That whole Texas shit. Now they may not have been like we wanna hear from Paul, him. Paul Wall was like one of a collective. I don't wanna say that he like Brought saying, people to the picture, but what like, I'm saying is once you get on and you got some level of fame, if you got a crew that you used to roll with, putting them on your music and trying to give them hands and shit is what you supposed. I mean, to you do. you supposed to put your you you got a big homie to nigga. You put your arm around them. This is my guy, nigga. Jay hauled around Memphis Bleak for years. And guess what? Memphis Bleak can rap. Yeah. And Memphis Bleak put out albums that went platinum and had songs on them bitches. But I'm just saying, I was just using Bleak just as my example. He, he always get the short end of the stick. Like Bleak wasn't hot out here. Like, no, no, Bleak was nice. Like he was a nigga I believed in, and, and like Bleak got quality albums. Fact. Say what you want to about him. Make jokes about the new improved Jay Z, all that shit. Bleak got hits. He got hits. He got he got the and y'all got niggas the, don't. He got the plaques. He got the hits. He could rap. Mm-hmm. Went on tour, like, hella tours. He started the Jay Z and Nas beef. By the way, we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> he did. He, he he started it. Like he, Memphis, he threw <laughs> Memphis Bleak was the reason that shit started on the backstage soundtrack. Got my uh, mind right. Bleak was throwing all type of shots at Nas. And then he, I remember an interview. Maybe he was with Nor. He said he he had told Jay or he had told he had made he heard something from somebody and someone really didn't say and passed it on. Like that's what that that shit started. On some Niggas bullshit. playing telephone. <laughs> Niggas gossiping and shit. But look, long story nah, short. I, th- I take that back because M kind of gave Royce the, Royce the ball and put him on per se. About three years ago. No, nah, he put him on the Slim Shady LP. Well, M, This is what happens when bad meets evil. But M wasn't on yet. That don't count. That was my first album. I wasn't on yet. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Obi Trice. Came out the oh, gate man. with a with a with a rap f- name was my shit. Real name, no gimmicks. He came out the gate with what a double platinum album. Yeah, and then soon as Fifty came along, Obi went to the side, and Obi put out a dope ass second project. Nigga. Yeah, he did with a dope ass fucking singles, nigga. He had Akon when Akon was like white hot, nigga. But Fifty was Fifty Cent. I'm like, nigga, this Obi Price project is good as fuck. Yeah, it was, man. That's another nigga I want to get in here and talk to. We should. We could. I'll be seeing a nigga. I've literally <laughs> riding down the street, look out the window like, oh, nigga, that's Obi Trace. I've, I've literally seen him at the same restaurants on Seven Mile picking up carryout. Yeah. Like, he's in the hood. He's accessible. 
I would love to get Obi Trice in the seat. I'm throwing it in the universe. Yeah. Somebody we know knows Obi Trice. I mean, y'all niggas listen to the album. I mean, y'all to the album. Listen to the shit. Tag niggas some posts. Tell them to go on Shop Talk Podcast. Yeah, make it happen. Literally. Go on the nigga folks that, hey, go on at Shop Talk Podcast. Yeah. We know you like to drink. We'll have some handy here. Have a good conversation. You like to drink? Yeah. Why would you put that man business out there? Like I mean, that? we all like, nigga, you like, a, you you like, like to fucking drink? I don't like to drink. I mean, I do drink. Nigga, if I bought a bottle in here, the bitch won't walk out. What I'm saying is, though, <laughs> <shit> is it <laughs> he won't walk out. He said he like to drink. Like said like like a nigga. No, anyway. I'm just saying we all like good drink, good conversation. Yeah. So listen, I believe Joe. Um, I don't think Eminem. Want, I know this sound wild. <laughs> I don't think Eminem want no smoke with Joe. Eminem. It's very convenient to throw shots at somebody. That's who you retired. in battle, fam? Like we all, we all know he gonna. Who you battle? Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys. You right. I don't. I can't think of. You another. threw shots at cannabis when cannabis was on the down portion of his career. Like you know what I'm saying. Like when cannabis was white hot, you were throwing them little subliminal, and y'all played the subliminal joint for like three albums. Y'all played the subliminals joint. And then on your third album, you did the whole cannabis joint. But by that point, like, niggas wasn't Nobody listening. cared, yeah. I, I heard all the cannabis responses, you know what I'm saying? But wasn't nobody listening to that shit, right? Right. So, like, it don't... Like, who you battle, fam? That's a good point. Like, we just give you this respect. Like, oh, he gonna do... Like, who? Who you then got in there with? Now, I know Jordan got in there with the game, with Saigon, with Ransom, with Jay. Yeah. Um, with 50, with... Uh, Drake with Drake with fucking um my uh fucking prodigy Pat, yeah you know what I'm saying we know we know Joe can get busy he's battle tested fam that's seven right there and that's just off the top of my head there go seven niggas I know you didn't dissed you know what I'm saying like I know and I don't got nobody I don't got you taking L's in these battles not who, all of them who gave him an L I think Game gave him a good run for his money. The niggas went back and forth till they pieced it up. Like I didn't think any either one of them took an L in that shit, dog. Yeah. Okay. We can call it a draw. We can call it a draw. Because like you sometimes niggas take a L. Yeah. Like, oh shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Like Drake took the push of T. Yeah, I do. I do think that. But it is what it is. Like Like it, Meat took the Drake shit. Yeah, like Eminem taken to MGK. You lost already, fam. Oh man. You went out there and you did I don't I don't think I don't think Eminem has lost as yet. You lost. Nah. You Why? Lost. Because he hasn't responded yet? Absolutely. I mean, but you when you started the shit. But when you look at shit like we just in that microwave age where we get such an instant response. When not when Jay Z disnies on takeover, we didn't hear a response That's an extreme, till months. That's an extreme example though. Usually when a nigga uh, drop a fucking disc. I'm in the studio. I'm dropping that bitch. I think I'm going up to the fucking radio station tomorrow and dropping that bitch on Angie. Nah, man. I we last night Eminem got on Instagram Live and they showed him, you know, playing Pac Man, just kind of, kind of chilling. Mac, now you em- follow Instagram. You follow Eminem on Instagram? No, I just happened to see the video. <laughs> but uh, MGK also has like this Pac Man tattoo across his chest. I'm sure something subliminal behind that. We'll get new Eminem music shortly. I had no doubt that before the weekend is out, we'll have a diss. <laughs> by, by, by close of business Monday, we'll, we'll have a diss record. Look, dog. So N- MGK completely murdered this Funk Flex freestyle, right? Yeah. He said some shots at 
G Easy. G Easy said, "I fucked your girlfriend." G Easy drops a diss called "Bad" or "I'm Bad" or something. I don't know what the fucking shit was called, but G Easy drops some fire. White rappers is going at each other. I'm okay with the smoke. All this white on white violence makes me happy. You know what I'm saying? I want them to do an expose on all this white on white violence in hip hop. It's no, it's no violence. It's all on wax. Now, no, no, I, no. Because when, when black rappers is beefing on on wax, they tumble all this rap, this rap violence. And East what, Coast, West Coast beef. Where is the hip hop police? You got G Easy going at fucking um, MGK, MGK, MGK going at fucking Eminem, Eminem. Going at everybody, shit. You know what I'm saying? It's, it'll die down. Listen, MGK, Rap Devil, is the best diss song ever heard at Eminem. I can give you that. Because uh, nobody nobody disses him directly anymore. I mean, Ja Rule did. Mentioned his, mentioned his daughter. Yeah. And, you know, got aimed like, oh, he mentioned Haley. You know what's going to get bad. Like, ain't nobody fucking scared. Like, so so you can say that that's somebody that went directly at Eminem. Ja Rule not no lyricist. No. Ja Rule's a rapper. That's not a knock on him. But, like, <laughs> and, and, and quiet is kept. This is just my personal opinion. When 50 and G-Unit and Shady... Was going at Murder Inc. Eminem was dropping all these records, got everybody involved and shit. And and then Murder Inc. was like, "Nigga, shut up, we gonna kill you." And that nigga stopped making records. Like them niggas, they they got proof. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like niggas was like, "Nigga, you you banging on wax, we banging in real life," which is why I always kind of bring this shit up. Like every time something physically went down. The shady fifty G Unit side didn't ever come out on top on the physicality side of the game, but Ja Rule and them always get the the the, the low end of the stick, the short end of the stick. No niggas, they was out here putting in work. Yeah, they was coming so to, to the speak. studio, turning the lights <laughs> off, and stabbing niggas up. Like I'm just saying, like if y'all want to be semi factual, you know what I'm saying. But I think Eminem got hold this week by MGK, and then Joe Button disrespected the nigga. Nigga said, I'm not responding to that bullshit. You gonna have to write another rap for me that's better than that bullshit you put out and not while you promoting your album and then I'll respond to you and I will tear your ass up. So now the pressure is on. So now what you about to do? You gonna drop a diss track aimed at two people or you gonna gonna just respond to Joe, just respond to MGK or try to split the diss in half? Like, What you gonna do? Maybe we'll get two separate diss tracks. Eminem don't put music out like that. I mean, he has the luxury where he can put out music when he feels like he it, when he never, wants to. But when has he? I mean, he he just gave us Kamikaze a week ago, Jay. It was just a week ago. I don't I don't think he don't put music out like that, dog. No, he doesn't. Now, he interested. doesn't have to. Now, I know I'm. I would love a good battle. I'm I'm down for it. I I hope Eminem get in his motherfucking bag and give me some fucking fire. He will. I had confidence that he will. But what you gonna respond to MGK with when everything MGK said was facts? I don't. I don't know. That's that's what we'll have to see. Is he? Is and he everything sti- that is Joe's, his pin game still as sharp as it used to and be? And everything Joe said was like factual. And that's that's what I'm saying. This is Eminem's chance to show us that he is what we think that we thought he was. I don't want to hear no funny beat my mom type. I don't want to hear that weird shit. No, you know we want to hear bars. All bars. I think we're going to get it. 
When have we ever? I think, look, man, by the time we sit down and chop it up next week, I think we'll have our answer. Well, how how the record reflects right now, MGK won. Nah, man. It's just the first round. You jumped out there and said my this name. This is just the first round. I hit you with some fire. And I don't even see a reason why he came at MGK. It's not like he's really doing nothing. That's what MGK said. It is fucking joy. Like, nigga, you mad because I said some shit about your daughter? Like, I like to date your daughter like six years ago? She's a grown woman. <laughs> she ain't no kid. Yeah, she ain't no kid. You about to graduate college. Like, nigga, think about this. Haley was like a kid 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> In 98, when your album dropped, it's 2018, fam. She like what, 24, 25, maybe? She's a grown-ass woman. Yes, niggas probably want to date her and other shit. I can see if he was like, nigga, I'm going to fuck the shit out your daughter or some shit. Like, like that's mad disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? But he ain't say that. Nah. I don't know. We'll we'll see what we get. We'll but see what we get. That's tough when you play in the same arena with niggas. Like, I remember Chief Keith came in, and his mama, like, mad young. Like, Chief Keith, mama, like, our age. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, she a big Lil Wayne fan. Like, she just loved, he he was like, my mom loved Lil Wayne, blah, 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 blah. Like, nigga, he can smash your mama. Like, y'all, they in the same age range. You a rapper, he a rapper. Like, that got to be uncomfortable when your contemporaries can hit your mom. I mean, nigga, it's the world that we live in. <laughs> you know well, what I'm like, saying? Like, <laughs> you, your mom, and Lil Wayne could be in the same bar, I mean, the same club. Hey, my nigga, I'm, I'm 36. I... Can easily meet a woman that's twenty six and her mama is forty two. Yeah, like bitch, you gonna call me daddy one way or the other? <laughs> <laughs> man, this is pretty sad though, man. Um, like speaking of white rappers and shit, dog. Mac Miller. Man, that shit hurt my heart today. Twenty six years old, man. Young uh, guy. If you don't know, man, um, earlier today it was reported that the uh, rapper Mac Miller from Technically, he was from Pennsylvania. Well, from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah. Pittsburgh Pennsylvania. Um, he passed away, man, of an alleged overdose. Uh, man, that's just sad, man. I like Mac Miller's music. I really like Mac Miller music. I like him as a person, dog. Like as a personality. He's an engaging personality, and is you know us being on this side of the mic is good to have somebody else in here that's engaging. You don't never like we. Luckily, we've never had to interview an artist. Or someone else, we have to like continue to draw shit up out of them. But like we've been in different spots and different circles, and we talk to people, and like they not what they not what they seem to be. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Matt Miller, 26 years old, man. Um, I remember when he was a kid, though, like on his first project when he rapping like he a teenager when he was still a teenager rapping. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like we see him go from. Candy bars and shit like he can always he could always rap, but he was like candy bars and shit like that and little age appropriate music. When you said sixteen, when you like seventeen, eighteen years old, I think he was like seventeen when he came on the scene initially. You know what I'm saying? And like I, I seen the transition his music in his music. His music grew up with him. Uh, he went through. There I was, feel like he like whenever I look at America, like I like the kid. Like I, I look at him like I've I've, I've seen you kind of grow up. Like damn man. I felt bad because, uh, you know, through the interviews and shit, I've probably watched like damn near everyone, how, how he talk about his parents. His parents live like a regular or normal life. I'm thinking like, man, I wonder what his parents think. You know what I'm saying? Like they seen their son come from this 
from Pittsburgh and like go out to LA, get a star, um, start experimenting with different drugs and things of that nature. Like, man, to lose like a, I couldn't imagine losing one of my kids. I couldn't imagine that shit. I, the hurt that his parents and his family are feeling, I wouldn't wish on somebody that I hated. It's, it's terrible. It's a tragedy. You know, uh, God bless his family. You know, I I hope this doesn't tarnish who he was or who or what his legacy was. I hope people don't try and drag his name through the mud. I mean, he was just because he passed he was, allegedly this way. Well, he was not shy about telling. No, people. no, not about his drug use. Because you know even saying? when he broke up with Ariana Grande, I remember she threw out a tweet. You know, kind of telling him to take care of himself. Because you know, I've heard her say in interviews how his drug addiction was a big part of the reason that they did break up. Man, it's sad, man. And um I mean, it's so damn cliche, man, like to tell somebody to get help. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't know that that works. <laughs> Just tell them, "Hey man, get help." You know yeah. what I'm saying? But like if you if you see people who need some some sort of assistance, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, about. I don't I don't know what the solution is, unfortunately. I don't have that answer. But it's 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 a tragedy nonetheless. Yeah, man. That's messed up, man. I like Mac Miller, man. So uh, in typical cliche fashion, I just been about bumping some a bunch of man. He just released a project. Yeah, he was about to hit the road like next month. Oh man, or later this month, I think. Man, Mac Miller could rap. He pulled in fucking J. You know it's hard to get J. Electronica on the motherfucking album. This nigga got an album with J. Electronica, Loaded Lux, Schoolboy Q. And what's fat white boy with the uh, uh, with the beard and the and the, and the, the stomach? <laughs> Action Bronson. Action Bronson. Damn, I couldn't think of the nigga name. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Mac Miller is another white rapper, right? That we like, but he wasn't like the Eminem lane. Like we accepted yeah. Mac Miller because he's white. He rap, but he rap different than Eminem, so we like him. And when you mention like Action Bronson, like I love Bronson. Like that's yeah. And he got his own, well, he got Elaine, not like another white rapper. Yeah. But he, and he got his, like, I love his show. I watch it. Fuck, that, fuck That's Delicious yeah. is like one of the few shows that I do watch. But it's like, while we were talking about the right rappers and shit, like if you're a rapper who highly lyrical on some lyrical, spiritual, we, miracle we, shit, <laughs> <laughs> like, they, oh, you sound like Eminem, we not listening to you. Yeah. I think that's why Lil Dicky don't get no shine from our community. Cause I'm sure it, they, they they out here doing shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Asher Roth, he doing shit, but like not. They're doing the festivals. They doing tours. Yeah, not with our our demographic, but with they right demographic or whatever, man. But that Mac Miller shit kind of it it kind of put me in a bad mood, man. Yeah, that's fucked up. It is. It is. Um, right, we got more stuff on the agenda. Facts. Just because don't slow it down. Well, I mean, I had to take a little moment of silence uh, to talk about some more white craziness this week. And I don't, I'm don't. i not 100% sure. Well, let's be real. I am 99.9% sure this next story is about a white cop. Um, but a black man who was 26 years old in Dallas, Texas, uh, was killed. By, in his apartment. His by, apartment. By off-duty police officer inside of his apartment because the police officer who was in the wrong building at the, in the wrong apartment, thought the apartment was hers. So she killed him. I'm calling bullshit on this story, dog. 
they are waiting for toxicology reports to come back because they're I've been following this shit all day and they are going to charge her with manslaughter. Murder is yeah. what you should be doing. Right right now is manslaughter. And you should be no 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 fucking administrative leave because if I walked into my crib and shot and killed them, they're not gonna wait for toxicology reports. They're gonna put my black ass in jail and yeah. sit there and wait for this. If shit. we walk into another studio and say Ah oh, man, I seen this. This is like shop talk. I seen it blue and the black. <laughs> Thought I knew where I was at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, fam. That's not this is not acceptable, man. Nah, it's like, not. There's nothing funny about the shit. Do you think she's white? I'm yes, I think she's white. Oh. I think so. Okay. Because they not they not giving her information up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so but but when, it's a Yeah, you're right. When it's shit. Nigga, it's a black cop. Oh, this is his name. This is this is his father. His father had drinking problems. Like what? Yeah. Fuck. You're so, right. um, one of my friends. Or maybe they're looking for the best picture of her to post. One of my friends. Uh, her friend worked with the guy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I've seen the story has been passed around the internet now. But initially, like somebody, she sent me the screenshot of their internal email that they they told the employees like, "Hey, this is what we know." Such and such had passed, so I had got that earlier today. So I plan on talk about it, but then like it kind of like broke nationally, and then all the the media outlets and everything caught on, man. But it's just sad, man. That a twenty, this ain't even, this not the hood either. Like no. this is a gated community. Like this dude, this dude is a smart guy working at a at a, at a like. It's so many. It's so many holes in the story still. I like can't be she, at, I can't be at home. Chilling, relax. Like, just imagine, just you, you in your house relaxing on a Thursday. In a, For you, somebody has broken in. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody broke in my house. I'm here. This is where I live. I use the key to walk in. Who knows how she got in the house? But it's a stranger inside of my home, and they killed me inside of my home. Tim, you don't know what your hallway looked like. You don't know what your front door looked like. That's what I'm thinking. She had to be high or drunk when you walk as fuck. Ins- when you walk inside your house, you don't know what your fucking furniture looked like. Right. Your house smells. Everybody got a smell to their house. When you put the key in the door and it don't turn how it's was, supposed to. Was the door unlocked? Like, how you not know that you just not your house? And so, there's so many more holes to the story. Was it that- shoes at the front door? Like, like was was your microwave? Like, how you not know this not your house? You're not even in the right building. Like I'm not even gonna say that I like 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 you're not in the right building though, fam. Let's just say you just happen to get off the elevator on the wrong floor, right? And this shit happens. I can understand that more. You're not even in the right building. Even if you get off the ele- like, because we both have lived in apartments at some point. Even if you get off the elevator at the wrong floor, like that like you say, you you different. you know the smells of your apartment building. You know. Your neighbors and they and they my, movements a little bit. I couldn't describe it to you right now, but I know what my fucking door handle look like. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like if you grow, this has got a certain <laughs> feel. To, like I didn't touch this bitch en- enough times at two in the morning if to know how I feel. Me a picture of a, like a bunch of front doors. I'm picking mine out the lineup. <laughs> I feel you. Like I know what my fucking front door look like, and I don't even pay attention to the shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's muscle memory at that point. Not granted. I said, I think, I think, I don't know if I told this shit on the podcast before. Like, I was somewhere one night. I would leave my uh, a lady crib at the time. This was years ago. I was like on in Wayne, Michigan, and shit. Right? Oh, th- is this the the night? No. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, I thought it was I that got story. Scared, like, oh, shoot, I thought it, no, no, I thought it was that story. I'm leaving out, you know what I'm saying? And I was driving a, a 94 grand marquee at the time and shit. 24% interest rate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I just got left with anxiety that he came back. <laughs> so I was young as fuck. Right. Uh, I got in the wrong car. Like, I came back to my fucking car, right? And I'm like, my hubcaps look a little different, like a nigga and they stole my fucking hubcaps and shit, right? So I go to the motherfucking car and I open the door and I get in and it's like papers and shit scattered everywhere and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I look at my motherfucking radio ain't there and shit. I'm like, nigga didn't got me. I, I lift the motherfucking, uh, the glove compartment and shit and it's like, I look around the motherfucking car and I look to my right, look around the motherfucking car and shit everywhere. I'm like, damn, it's just a bitch. I look over to my left out the window and I see my car. I'm like, oh shit, nigga, this is the wrong car. I did that before. So I jumped out the motherfucking shit, didn't even close the door all the way and jumped in my motherfucking car because I'm thinking like, if a nigga look out the window and see me rummaging through that shit. It look like you robbing It look like, yeah. So I got, I, I peeled the fuck out. When I used to have my trailblazer, I did that once. I was in Highland Park yeah. and I jumped <laughs> in somebody else's trailblazer. Yeah. I was surprised that the key just opened up the bitch too. I see. I can't remember if the key opened that bitch up or if I just opened it. I think for me, I think it was like I was using my remote starter. It didn't work, so I just put my key in, like and now I'm like, in. Like say at a factory, so many, so many motherfucking keys I'm gonna make for this motherfucker dog. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Let's say it's twenty. Like it's a it's a possibility that you may have the same key as another nigga with your car. Yeah, but like I tried to when I tried to crank the ignition, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? Why won't this bitch turn <laughs> over? And I and I had to take a step back. Like my cars don't be like clean as fuck. But look, instantly when I approached the car, I knew something was off. I'm like, nigga, these don't even look at my rims. These like look like somebody stole my fucking hubcaps. When I got in, this shit looks This ain't how I have my seat. Right. It, things look different. So I don't What's what's that what's that children's story? Like like somebody's ate my porn. It's just like, yeah. like, bitch, just say how I leave my car. Yeah, Goldilocks. Yeah. Three bears and shit or whatever. Like, nigga, uh, this ain't it. Like, no, but it's it's unfortunate that I just can't be in my own house relaxing and still be safe. So what so so listen. If I'm in my home right now and a police officer walks into my shit with that gun, what am I supposed to do? Either way, you're going to get shot. Like, literally, what am I supposed to do? Because this woman was still in her uniform. Yeah. Like, so even if I was like, hey. Throw your hands up. Don't do nothing. Cause like, Because at this particular point, you breaking the entering. Can I shoot you? Because if I just shot, if I just bust the cop, and then it's going to be like, police officer shot and killed and is on his part. You know what I'm saying? Like, what am yeah, I supposed they, to do? They'll paint the story a different way. I don't know. You come into my house, guns drawn. I'm supposed to lay down because you're the police. You're going to get shot either way. You're going to get shot either way. If a police officer comes into your house tonight, they're going to shoot you. Plain and simple. You, you pray to God that they don't kill you, but they're going to at least shoot you. We talked about before when the SWAT team was at my yeah. house. And, like, I didn't know there was them yet. And I'm like, should I shoot through the fucking door or... Do I wait and let the niggas if, attack it, me? Because if you would have shot through the door, they would definitely would have stormed that bitch and killed you. If you'd have let them in, they was going to storm the house. Possibly hurt you still. It was going to be a fight in that motherfucker. No, no. It was going to be them niggas hurting you. If you're trying to fight the SWAT team as they coming in your house, they're going to beat the shit out of you. 
It was gonna be a fight in that motherfucker. Okay, yeah, you might you may fight one. You may take one out. We ain't talking about fist fighting. No, I I, I get what you're saying. And they would have killed you. And like that that still Jay, it's we talking like five, ten niggas. Now I understand you nice with it, and I'm not doubting you because you my man's. But all I'm saying is that like you ain't got enough bullets for all them niggas coming in the door at the same time. Well, me and This my, ain't Call of Duty. Me and my father, we buy in bulk. <laughs> Shout out to my dad. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. Shout out to my dad. Uh, but hey, man, I don't, I don't understand what you're supposed to do out here, dog. When I can't even be inside of my home, police are literally walking in people home and killing them. Yeah, man, that ain't how I want my so, story to ever end. So once this shit get all said and done, I need somebody to tell me how I should proceed in a situation like this. If a police officer comes inside of my home and has not announced himself, has not said. I'm the police. I got a warrant or whatever. Do I have the right to defend myself? Because you're a person in my home unannounced with a fucking gun. Do I got the right to defend myself? You should. You we'll, should. We'll find out in court. Because, oh, I mean, the the, uh, the alternative is we, yeah, we'll find out at my eulogy. Either way, it's gone. It's, either way it goes, his brother's gone. He's gone. 26 years old, man. He ain't deserve it. 26 years old, dog. Oh, man, we gotta end this on a on a on a higher note. Uh, let me just talk about this one other thing because clearly white folks have been going crazy this entire fucking week. Uh, Kevin Garnett. Oh my god. Uh, Kevin Garnett is suing his accountant lady, um, because they stole seventy million dollars from this nigga. Seventy-seven million dollars. Everybody gotta die. <laughs> he filed lawsuit. Alleging that his accountant helped wealth manager steal seventy-seven million dollars. Now listen, dog. I'm not the smartest man in the world, uh, but depending on what time of the week it is, I might argue that I am. <laughs> I mean, but like, I would probably recognize if I was missing seventy-seven million dollars. Oh, uh, let me let me just tell you a little something about Dave going wild. Every morning when I wake up. I pray, I thank the Lord for letting me see another day. I grab my phone and I check my fucking account. Every fucking day. I know down to the penny what the fuck is in there. I mean, especially today because it was payday for me. But I'm saying every fucking day I check my account. I check my accounts multiple times throughout the day. You know what I'm saying? I work in banking and I know how important it is for you to check on your accounts. Facts. Because your shit will be there one day and go on the next. Oh, it's a, a nigga, nigga. It's a nigga fucking uh, Nordstrom swiping the fuck out of my shit. You know a nigga just hit one of my accounts last week through Fortnite. No. <laughs> Making $5 purchases. You check one of them kids. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't one of my youngest, thank God, because I don't let them... I don't let them use my cards for their video game purchases. Let is the operative word. <laughs> you better check one of them fucking kids. Fortnite like sound like some plausible shit for a fucking 16-year-old. And a, what you got, like a 10-year-old maybe? 11. 11? Yeah, that shit sound very 11-ish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or shit, it'd be, it be your daughter. She the mastermind of this shit. I like, mean, she, she got like, my numbers. She like, I know where the code's at. <laughs> yeah, she got my numbers. Hey, do you watch uh, um, Ozark? Yeah, I do. Nigga, <laughs> your daughter is fucking roof, nigga. <laughs> Without the hillbilliness right. and shit. She's smart as a motherfucker and shit. But listen, <clears throat> $77 million, everybody got to go. Now, he done made about $300 million in his off of NBA checks. So, 
Kevin Garnett is rich beyond. Like, how rich do you have to be not to not to see seventy seven million dollars? So here's the question: um, At what point do you say I'm not going to invest no more? Invest in what exactly? So what? Why do people invest money? To make more money. And why you want to make more money? So you can maintain your wealth. So you can. Con- Pass down wealth to your kids. Generational wealth, yeah. right. So what is enough money for you to be like, yeah, fam, I, I really don't actually got to make no more. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty set for, like, the next couple of generations. I don't, I don't ever know what enough money is. I, don't. I can tell you like this. We had this conversation in the group chat earlier. I got $300 million, the most ever, out of my 300 that I'm investing, and this is the large number, is $20 million. Because at, at, at some point, you have so much money that it is risky for you to use that shit. You gonna? Why would I risk losing all this motherfucking money? Yeah, because the average person can make a lot of fucking money invest, investing smaller than twenty. Like, what the fuck are you doing with seventy seven million dollars? How much? I'm, I'm just I, back to the original question. How much money do you have where you didn't even notice that 77 million was gone? Because How long KG been retired? Five, six seasons. You know KG ain't the smartest nigga in the drawer. Yeah. He ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer. I'm just saying, my nigga. But like, so for an example, a lot of NBA players go broke, right? Yeah. And they always go broke because of bad investments. Everybody always talking about when you get X amount of money. Car wash, record labels. You get X money, you need to invest, you need to invest, you need to invest. Like, fam, that's where you losing all your fucking money at. I'm not trying to tell you that you should not have any kind of investments because that's stupid. Got to diversify. But there is a percentage of your money that you should invest with. And then there's a percentage of your money that you should keep for that generational wealth that you're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, if this money is supposed to be for the generations in my family, if I can put $300 million away... And just that, an interest-bearing account. You know what I'm saying? Or it should take care of itself. I'm not about to. I'm not taking this 300 million and trying to make. Oh, if now I got 400 million, we'll be okay. No, like at some point, like you got to be okay, right? I don't know what that point is, though, Jay. Like I feel you. At certain, as at some point, it, you good forever. But I don't know what that point is. So look, I've told you right, and this I've calculated it out with one million dollars cash money. Right now, I don't got to work for the next 20 years if I didn't want to. I can see that. Which is, you know, it's $50,000 cash yearly, right? Right. Which is the equivalent of you making probably like 87000 at your job after taxes. When you What you would bring home right. would be roughly that. So they were like, you can't live off that. You can't live off a job making $87,000 a year? I can live good as fuck. Because <laughs> for most of you, I'm, I can get almost guarantee, and you live in the city of Detroit or in this metro area, like I can almost guarantee you're not, after taxes, you don't bring home. 50 Gs. Yeah. Um, some of us do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to say everybody don't. But like, I know you don't, Mr. Instagram person that I see all the time. <laughs> like, I know you don't, and you live fine now. This is probably tw- triple or double what you make a year. Yeah. So three hundred million that I just got off NBA checks. Fuck my Adidas deal. Fuck the the local Chevy dealership. You know what I'm saying? All them damn endorsements. Shit. I didn't made three hundred million dollars off NBA contracts. There is listen, and I'm telling you this now. I don't give a fuck. It's bad luck. Anything. There is no fucking possible way in hell I could ever lose three hundred million dollars. 
$100 million. But your lifestyle is going to change so much more, though. No, your lifestyle would change so much more. People talk about what they would do. You know what I'm saying? Because, Jay, you're going to spend a little bit more frivolously. I mean, it's just plain and simple because you got it now. No, that's what you would do. Like, we can't Jay, put, we Jay, can't don't, project. don't hit me with that bullshit. Do not hit me with that bullshit. You're you, not going to get you a new car? I get a, a car? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's fine. Something, something that you want, something brand new, probably something more expensive than what you drive today. Not that much more. Okay, you're not going to live in the same hood as I live in with $350 million. You're going to move. You're going to move to a nice gated community. Okay. Okay. You're not going to dress the same. Why not? Yeah, you may dress the same, but like, nigga, like you may have, you probably still have on a a brand new pair of J's every time I see you. I can afford that now. Like, that's not going to change my life. Jay. You know what I'm saying? Jay, I I hear you. I buy a new pair of fucking shoes when I want to now. Yeah, yeah, I can buy shoes when I want to now, but like now I'm going to buy 10 pair. Why? Because I want them. I'm saying, so that's what you would do, though. Jay, you can't put that on me. I I cannot put that exact thing on you. But all I'm saying is that you will live in a little bit more of excess than what you do right now. Okay. There's no fucking way possible I could blow ten million dollars. You could blow, t- nigga. I could blow ten million dollars in a month. See, that's what you in would, a month. That's what you could do. There, I'm telling you, there is no fucking way. So anything I can do, you can do better, motherfucker. You can that. blow, you can blow that money. Too. I can manage that fucking money better. <laughs> I know that for sure. <laughs> Nigga, we will blow through that shit. No. Brand new studio, the microphones that you want this four hundred a piece. I bet you there's an even better mic that's two grand a piece. I want that. I know what I, I know what I want, and I want what I want. I don't need to go past what I want. I'm not that. I'm. That's not. It's never been me, nigga. We won't be using the key to open up the door anymore. To be a thumbprint, like nigga, it's gonna. You know how much? You know how cheap that shit is. Yeah. All, all I'm the, saying is that Jay, it's going to be different than what we live right now. I'm. I. I'm not saying that my lifestyle wouldn't change if I'm a multi-millionaire or when I'm a multi-millionaire. What I'm telling you is, there's no fucking possible way. Boy, you better hold on to this episode because when we get that bag, I don't want to hear that shit. I'm not stupid. I'm not saying you no, gotta be stupid. No, I'm telling you, no, I'm telling you flat out, I'm not fucking stupid. Like I'm, I, I, I got some sort of common sense. Niggas be stupid. They don't know how to count. They don't take advantage of the tools that's so fucking easy. Like why the fuck would you blow through two hundred million dollars? I'm not saying that you should. I'm saying that you can. And I'm telling you, I got enough sense in my fucking head that there is no fucking possible way. I don't do drugs. I don't smoke weed. The most I'm going to do is drink some fucking liquor, and I might stop doing that. I would be so fucking paranoid of losing my fucking money. I'm not flying nowhere. I'm like, I'm fucking dying with all this money. <laughs> you got to Nah, man. You can't take that shit with you. You got to enjoy it a little bit. I get bit. it. But what I'm saying- I'm calling you up, AJ. I'm in LA right now. I'm front seat at the Lakers game. I, fly on out, my nigga. Fuck the NBA. <laughs> fuck them niggas fuck you fuck you I got a 108 inch screen in my motherfucking TV I'm like that's like I'm on the fucking 50 I mean I'm at half court right now Jay I'm sitting next to Kobe uh, I got a I got a seat for you all you got to do is make it out here well look, I am a little different the, the G5 and how you here in a half hour I'm not doing it. I'm definitely You'll miss the first quarter I'm not getting them little cheap ass private planes motherfucker them the ones that go down uh shortly but listen dog this is the oh shit like I always have this fear of <laughs> every time I get in a fucking airplane. Like I watch the JFK shit, right? Uh huh. Like I watch the Aaliyah shit, right? Them small ass planes, and I just remember that the in my head I always be like, 
I hear the news saying shortly after takeoff. <laughs> like that shit is terrifying to me, dog. Can like, I? Sh- I can fly. I flow everything, but when I'm on an airplane, all I be thinking of is shortly after takeoff, flight such and such and such and such went. Like that shit bothers me, dog. I'm a reether out here, dog. I'm, I'm riding in the motherfucking caravan, nigga. <laughs> so, I know I haven't done it in a while. I hope that you have my theme music somewhere, but I like to share a story time with Dane. Hold on, hold on, hold on, fam. Hold on, dog. I might, I might have even queued some shit up for you. Hold on, hold on. Sound effects. <laughs> Come on, I know it's there. It's too short. Freaky tales. Oh, you actually got it right this time. <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh, after, you know what? Know after years at. of correction, I know where. I know where it's at. This is a story that I've never told. <laughs> okay. Anywhere. Now, I'm, now I'm interested in hearing <laughs> this shit. These are the tales, the freaky tales. Bitch. These are the tales that I tell so well. These are the tales, the freaky tales. Because every superhero needs a stand. These are the tales that I tell so well. Story time of day. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. But episode 118, I'll pull one back out. So a quick story time with Dame. Once upon a time, uh, I was actually a pretty good damn young rapper out here in these streets. And I was doing my goddamn thing. Uh, I had a manager at the time who hooked some shit up for me to audition for two shows on MTV. And I had to fly out to New York. All right. Uh, first show I got kicked off of. What, what am I doing? Who won the waters? No. Huh? Who won the waters? Oh. First show I got kicked off of. MTV sent my black ass back home. You was that whack? I uh, no, I was wilding. I was like, I thought I made it. You know what I'm saying? Like they paid for me to come out there. Exactly why you think I'm a <laughs> blow through? <laughs> nigga ain't got <laughs> nigga got a plane ticket and trying to blow through money already. MTV paid for me to come out there, set me up in a hotel. That's why I handled the finances. <laughs> right, <laughs> set me up in a hotel, and after three days, they were so sick of my shit. They sent me back on the plane. And it's like when you watch the series, like when niggas get into a fight on a real world, how like they send them back home immediately. Like the casting director came to my room. She said, it's done. We sending you home. I was like, all right, I guess I'll fly out in the morning. She's like, no, there's a bus downstairs. Get your shit together now because you're leaving at this very moment. Five minutes later, I walked out of the hotel. I was back in Detroit that night. No, why you do? Why, dog? Because I thought I made it. But you, I mean, I know it sounds crazy now. Like, what if that was your shot and you fucked it up? I did, but then then she hooked me up with a second audition for MTV. My story goes back to the first one, but I just tell you real quick: the second audition for MTV was a show that we all know and love, when niggas walk for cheesecake. I talked to the same casting director, and she was like, "Look, you know, I talked to such and such." We smoothed everything out. There's a new pilot coming out. We're coming to Detroit. Puff Daddy is behind it. We really want you to come out and audition. I told that lady, fuck you, and I hung up the phone. Why exactly, though? Because I was too big for MTV. I felt like I was too big for MTV. Y'all sent me home once. Fuck y'all. Dang, dang. dang, (laughs) I know. It's stupid now. It's stupid now. Fuck did you do in your music career? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. I was like, man, them niggas sent me home once. Fuck MTV. Your MySpace wasn't popping like that, nigga. It was not. It was not. And my manager relieved herself of my service probably like a week or so after. Shit. You 
I was an idiot. I was a young, dumb idiot. Which is why I hope nobody gives you $300 million. You gonna fuck around being the Kevin Garnett of Shop Talk Podcast. So MTV sent me home the first after I got kicked off of the first show, they sent me home on a red eye flight to Detroit. Now you know when you sitting up, it, everybody that's flown, you know, they do that whole demonstration, you know, when the mask come down, yeah, you, know, yeah. you do this, put it on your face, all that shit. Fuck that. I'm not listening to that shit. Because you know what? <laughs> you too big for the fucking mask, right? <laughs> yeah, I, fuck yeah. I'm a, I'm two rows behind first class, so in my mind, I'm flying first class. Nigga, we... And first class never dies. <laughs> right. Really, nigga? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm this, this is my truth. This is my truth. So anyway, we flying back on the plane. Nigga, we hit some turbulence. All the lights go out in the cabin, and these masks come down from the ceiling. This is a full fucking flight from LaGuardia Airport back to Detroit. Nigga, I hadn't watched none of that shit. <laughs> Not a motherfucking thing that the that the air bottle model had done. And now these masks are coming down. Mad disrespectful, fam. <laughs> <laughs> air bottle model. That's what they are. The air waitresses that shows some shit. I wasn't watching none of them. Now these masks and came down from the ceiling. Nigga, I can't put the bitch on. Mine is not. It's ex- a fucking mask, nigga. Man. But it's it's all blacked out in the cabin. Niggas are screaming and like Jay on on. This is like six months after September 11th. Mm. So I'm thinking like nigga. This is it. This is where my career ends. <laughs> this is how I die. Shortly after takeoff. <laughs> yeah. And, nigga, we was in the air maybe. It's, it's like a two-hour flight. We was in the air maybe about 45 minutes when this shit happened. And I thought I was going to die. Mm. thought I was going to die. I couldn't get the mask on. And they tell you, don't help somebody else until you got your shit on. I'm looking for somebody to help me. And nobody is fucking helping me. I'm like, bitch, I can't die like this. But eventually, I was able to get the mask on incorrectly, but enough where I could get a little oxygen flow through the bitch. Mm. We didn't get power back in the cabin for like another half hour. So, like, we halfway to Detroit now before any lights come back on or we got power. I was able to land, and I promised to God that the next time I'm on a flight, I'm going to pay attention to the air bottle model. And I do, and I do every time now. But I fucked up two two sterling opportunities with MTV because I was too big for that shit. Well, when MTV come up with the bag, we're going to conveniently not mention that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's funny that you mentioned uh, September 11th because uh, today is, uh, well, y'all be listening to this, it'll be September the 8th. Uh, you, where were you at on September 11th? Man, I had an internship at the studio in Highland Park. I was on my way to my internship. And when I got there, they were in uh, they were in one of the studios and they were watching the shit on TV. I'm thinking to myself like this was something that they had edited. Like it literally looked like a the first plane had hit. And I had talked to my cousin that had worked in the uh, in the Twin Towers. I called her and she was like, "They telling us that a plane hit." I'm like, you sound crazy. She's like, they telling us not to leave the building. It's happened before. Yeah. And she was like, they telling us not to leave the building, not to leave work. Oh, she was in that bitch. She was in, like, the first plane had already hit. She's still at work. And they telling them not to leave. Now, she worked on, like, it hadn't collapsed yet. Who the f- I'm out this bitch. Well, she was smart enough to, fuck it, I'll take PTO with the points today. And she dipped. Nigga, I was sitting in the studio and I watched the second plane hit. 
I thought this shit was like out of a movie or something. Like I literally felt like I was watching a movie. That day, all we had all the studio monitors, yeah. like on CNN, like every every news station. We were watching that shit. My cell phone stopped working. I probably didn't get cell phone service to like five or six hours later. I got a huge part of my family that's in New York. Yeah. I always talk about my mother being from Jersey, so aunts, uncles, cousins. I couldn't get a hold of for days. When I finally got a hold of them, you know, they were all right, but like the city was in fucking chaos. And I remember that night I went to Best Buy and I bought the blueprint. And people were looking at me like I was fucking crazy. I was like, the new Jay-Z came out today though, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> like, do y'all y'all got it? And I went home and I listened to the blueprint. That's crazy, dog. Um that's funny because music does get me through uh flights and shit like that. Yeah. I remember um so Aaliyah, remember Aaliyah shit happened like in August, right? Right. Um I had just came back from Florida. And when we came back from Florida, literally walking in the house with our bags and shit, we turned on the television and we seen the Aaliyah shit. Which kind of fucked me up because that was the first time I ever flew. And my it was nineteen of me me and nineteen of my family members were on the plane. Like our entire family had been wiped the fuck out. Right. Uh and we had some mad ass turbulence. Like I thought it was over. You know what I'm saying? So I did like what other, any other real nigga would do. I put on my headphones and put on the my best cannabis freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> In real life, I'm not even bullshit. And cannabis comforted you <laughs> through, your, through your hard times. Yeah, no, but listen, uh, so the September 11th shit, I was at uh, the National Institute of Technology during this time frame. We in there, you know, taking a fucking computer apart or building a microphone. We doing some, some technical shit. And uh, it was this nigga at school, man, uh, this nigga named Parmel. Funny nigga. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? First off, it was like a gladiator school of comedians in that bitch. Like we would we would be on niggas' head every day. Shout out to my man Juan. Um, like we were not letting up. You had to be tight with your jokes or you gonna cry. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? So this nigga Parmel used to work at MGM and shit. Uh, if anybody know this nigga, tell him I, I need to get in contact with this nigga somehow. Okay. Um, Parmel Hogue, that's his name. So if you know the nigga, just threw the nigga whole government name out there. Facts. I think he moved to Vegas or some shit though. But anyway, y'all know the nigga. Tell him to get at me somehow. Uh, he came in. He always got a fucking story. He be lying and shit, but like he be joking and shit. So when he came in, he was like, nigga, I was on the phone with my mom and she said a plane hit the Twin Towers and shit. And we was like, we looked at each other, we looked at him like, nigga, shut the fuck up. And we start, we laughing and shit. Like, we thought this shit was a fucking joke until the fucking second one hit. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, shit got fucking real. And all the professors that worked there were ex-military. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They did the electronics or the, you know what I'm saying, or some, every, literally all the, the, the computer techs, the... Everybody was ex-military and shit, and then they was acting all weird and shit, and they let they cl- close school. Everybody went home, and I remember this nigga named Mister Arson. I was like, all right, Mister A. I see tomorrow. He was like, if the country is still standing, like, no, you know? wow. <laughs> the nigga had one of them deep ass voices and shit. Like, if the country is still standing, you know what I'm saying? So I went to the crib, and I think this was like uh, in 2001. I'd have been well, how old would I been? I don't fucking know. I think this was right around the time. Nigga, you just graduated high school in 2000. Oh, I was 19. (laughs) 
Good job. Good point of reference. <laughs> I mean, good nigga, job. Shit, we hadn't been out in the world that long. <laughs> I remember my dad was uh, at the crib. My dad was sick or some shit. I don't know. But that nigga was at the crib. You know what I'm saying? I just remember that whole fucking day. Everything was like really, really quiet. I went to work in Dearborn. In Dearborn Heights and shit. The motherfucking mall was like empty. They ended up letting us go home and shit like that. My girlfriend at the time lived next door to a, to some a bunch of Arabs and shit. And like they was like mad nervous and shit was just really really wild man and i just remember watching that shit on tv over and over and over and over and over again then they start telling us about the motherfucking plane crash that happened in shanksville and then the one that happened at the pentagon and shit like that yeah that we never actually saw but they just kept showing you the the two over and over and over again and it was like dog i ain't never experienced no shit like that this was like on some um it kind of felt like some Independence Day type shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Some Will Smith Independence Day. It like, was surreal. You know what I mean? And um that's a this a it's a it's a day that I couldn't forget. Like I I knew where I was when when the planes hit September eleventh. Yeah, man. Auto man. And for whatever reason, YouTube been fucking with me. You know what I'm saying? I'll be on YouTube all the time and they've been dropping these September eleventh shit in your recommendations and shit, you know what I'm saying? And like you be watching too much conspiracy theory shit on no, YouTube. No, look, that shit just popped through. So when I when I went to the motherfucking video and all the comments and everybody comments like, was this in your recommendation? Was this in your recommendation? Like for the last couple of days, boom, boom, boom. They're trying to spoon feed it back to you. Facts. So um, next month, well, this month in September, we are doing this conspiracy theory episode, and we're gonna retouch. We're gonna touch on this topic again. Okay. But uh, man, there was a tragedy on September 11th, man. And uh, I pray for everybody who was impacted. And um, it was a, it's a horrible day, man. Yeah, like none other. Horrible day in American history, man. In the world history, shit. Yeah, world history. Because uh, in that, that one day. It two, impacted so many lives. Two planes made three buildings fall somehow. All right, man. Save it till next month. Save it till next month. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Building seven fell too somehow. Two planes, three buildings. Um, <laughs> I do have a music pick for this week. Yeah, but it's not going to be new music. Today would have been the fifty-third birthday of Eric Easy E. Wright. Mm. So I'm gonna do a throwback music pick. My favorite Easy E. song, "Boys in the Hood." Okay, plain and simple. Turn it up, bang it. Facts. Um, I just want to. Uh, I want to just just add a, a, a minute. Um, music pick. I just want to throw anything on there. Mac Miller, man. I've been yeah. listening to Mac Miller all day. Um, Mac Miller, Cinderella. Him and Ty Dolla Sign. One of my favorite songs. Um, damn, I'm sad about. Is Ty Dolla Sign a new Nate Dog? Ty Dolla Sign is Ty Dolla Sign. Okay. You know, um, let's make shit better though. He can definitely sing better than Nate Dog. Okay. Um, damn, man, that Mac Miller shit kind of fucks me up. It does. You got a who man's is this? I do. I actually do have a who's man. Is, is it from the video that we? Uh... No, it's not from that. But you want to talk about that though before no. we get there. <laughs> hey man, first of all, shout out to this brother in. I think he was in Florida that saw this pregnant black woman being uh, aggressively talked to by a white man and decided to step in. I'm just going to give this man a name because I just like giving motherfuckers names. I call him Mr. Earl Watson. Okay. Because Uncle Earl pulled up in his cowboy hat. He had on a pair of Air Monarchs, <laughs> and he jumped in 
and said, back up off of this pregnant black queen. The white man continued to be aggressive, and Earl pulled out his strap and said, motherfucker, stand down. The white man suddenly turned into a victim, and Earl stood strong. The white man decided to gather up the courage and fire on Earl, hitting him very softly like a, like a Charmin roll of, of toilet p- tissue in the stomach. To which Brother Earl responded back <laughs> with one of the meanest and cleanest right crosses I've seen in a long time. Facts. I didn't realize he pulled the strap out though. Oh yeah, he pulled a gun on him. I he, seen him standing. He, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't like point it at him, but he had it now out. It makes sense because he had, he said you pointed him like no, I didn't point it at you. Yeah, I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah, because he had the pistol out. You got to watch the whole, like. I only watched like a little. Yeah, you know, on Instagram they kind of got it split up. But he, I watched the whole video, and he pulled out his pistol and said, motherfucker, you're going to stand down. Earl is a better man than me. Well, one, I'm not pulling out the pistol unless I'm shooting a nigga. Um, he he was clearly cool, cool with the hands. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I ain't never seen a nigga get a black eye in the actual fight. Usually it's like a couple hours later or the next day. Instantly, and- <laughs> as soon as he turned his face, <laughs> nigga, it's like, shit. That means it's blood underneath your skin trying to get out, like right now. <laughs> It's blood. What's this? It's trapped. It's trapped. <laughs> <laughs> I bet shit. you Earl had three had had his high school had his high school uh, championship ring on that hand mm. when he hit that white man. He did actually have a ring on. Because <laughs> that's what old black niggas do. They they had them nugget rings and shit. Man, you know what's so funny and shit? I used to wear like a lot of fucking gold. You know Nigga, a ridiculous amount of gold. <laughs> when we reconnected back at the job, you used to wear so much fucking gold to work. <laughs> I'm like, what the? F-? I'm like, this nigga Jay is spending his commission checks on new gold. Hey, listen, dog. I live a different life than I used to live. Okay? Nigga, I wish I had some of them old pictures because I had a picture one time. Of, you had on like, I think you had your pelly. And I had on like a Davucci, and we was at we was at that game spot out in uh, yeah 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 <laughs> out in Auburn Hills playing a shooting game. But like nigga, at a we, work event. Yeah, we looked like Moved new up. money. <laughs> we looked like we looked like young drug dealers. <laughs> nigga, I had a thirty inch chain at that time. Listen, and dog. I wasn't doing shit to that Rolex chain and all the gold you was fucking wearing. I, first of all, I still have all the gold. Okay, um, by the way, you should bring it out. Like, there's um, got to be an occasion where you can break all that shit out. I got robbed. Me and my nigga Dan D. Merritt got robbed, and they got my my watch and he took one of my my rings and shit. Uh, but then I just stopped wearing all the shit because I I, feel, it, I just felt stupid. Like I like I felt like I brung this robbery on myself. Yeah, I feel you. My man got shot and shit like that. So I just felt like that shit was my fault. But I always had motherfucking rings on, and I still got them. And like, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying the bitches help out when you socking in that face because they be having it be like the the um the Charlie Murphy and shit. You got the fucking unity on your fucking forehead, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> boop. But an uh, old black man always got a whole bunch of jewelry. So in a good 15, 20 years, I'm bringing all the gold back, putting that bitch on, and just going to floss the fuck out with all my jewelry and shit. You know I got to share a story time with Dame about a beloved figure here in the in the city of Detroit that used to wear a lot of jewelry, and me and him had an encounter that was not nice or peaceful. Okay. Well, look, I do got a, uh, a who manses this. Um uh, it's a it's a little video clip I'm gonna I'm play for you guys. Okay, it's a little bit over a minute, but it's very entertaining, and um and this is why 
Our next Supreme Court justice, uh, oh Brett Kavanaugh, is uh, our whose man is this? the law firm founded by Mark Kasowitz, yeah. who is President Trump's personal lawyer. Are you, have you had any conversation about Robert Mueller or his investigation with anyone at that firm? Yes or no? Well, is there a person you're talking about? I'm asking you a very direct question, yes or no. I, I need to know the I'm not sure I know everyone who works at that law firm. I don't think you need to. I think you need to know who you talked with. Who'd you talk to? I don't think I, I, I'm not remembering, but I'm, I'm happy to be refreshed or if you want to tell me who you're thinking so are you, works. I, are you saying that with all that you remember, you have an impeccable memory. You've been speaking for almost eight hours, I think more with this committee about all sorts of things you remember. Yes. How can you not remember whether or not you had a conversation about Robert Mueller or his investigation with anyone at that law firm. This investigation has only been going on for so long, sir. So right, please I'm not sure I do I, I I'm just trying to think do I know anyone who works at that firm? I might know Have Ed you had a, that's not my question. My question is have you had a conversation with anyone at that firm about that investigation? It's a really specific question. I would like to know the person you're thinking of cuz what if there's I think a you're thinking of someone you don't want to tell us. If, if there are, let me, I mean, let me tell you something. No one knows you. You don't know what fear is until a black woman is questioning you, and she already knows what the fuck the truth is. Listen, you don't know no fear like that. Listen, dog. He about to be on the Supreme Court, dog. Like this is his hearing, his confirmation hearing. This is a judge, stuttering and bumbling. Uh, the, 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 I've watched. I don't know, a good two hours of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Because it be on live and shit. And like, because I just be wanting to, like, this nigga, who man is this? You are a horrible liar. You are a horrible liar. He did not answer one fucking question, dog. Kamala Harris had him under pressure. I like Kamala Harris. I do. I love her. I wish they would give her the 2020 treatment. Like we need the they, we need a, a we need a candidate for president. I would love to see a black woman be president before I die. Kamala Harris or Cory Booker, I'm supporting for president. Either one of those two, I'm good with both of those. Names. You know what I'm saying? Like we need to, to select somebody now, so we can get them ready this, for this 2020. Might, this might have been her moment. But like, who man's is this? Trumps, like literally. Trumps. And we asking you about like, and they kept saying, "All right, fine." You clearly not gonna answer this shit. So what about this? On this particular case involving this and this and this, uh, do you think the Supreme Court, you know, uh, ruled correctly? I, I can't say uh, because I, if um, so, every time that we possibly, um, if uh, that's exactly what it sounds like, he never gave a clear answer. Like, no, you are going to be on the Supreme Court. If this is how you answer questions under when, direct questions, how can I be? have any kind of faith of that you're going to uphold anything. People going to be in your courtroom doing the same fuck shit that you've been doing. Our Supreme Court justice is that this bumbling idiot. But Jay, you, you've been in this position before where a black woman is questioning you and she knows the truth. I don't and she's lie. trying to see wh what you're going to say. I'm telling you. You have never lied to a woman. When, in my younger days, I definitely Let, did. Let's, I was about to say, because there's a game that we like to play up here, and it's called Swear to God. 
That's the game that I called you out on. (laughs) (laughs) Swear to God, you ain't never lied to a black woman. I mean, I don't deal with white women. So, I mean, (laughs) so, or I've never dealt with anything besides black women. Okay. So, we're not going to just, we definitely tell my white people ain't going crazy this week, though. Yeah. Um, And Mr. Kavanaugh is one of them people. What's the name? This episode is going to be like, (laughs) the whites are at it again. That shit goes. That's how my ass racist. It though. does, but so what? <laughs> oh shit! The whites are at it again. Um, white on white violence. <laughs> the whites are at it again. Semicolon. <laughs> white on white violence. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh shit! Who manages this man? That's I don't. I don't like the nigga. He go out to be the Supreme Court. He gonna be the deciding, the 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 vote that decides everything. Dog. He wouldn't talk. He wouldn't talk on immigration. It was ask them direct questions, yes or no. I, I just can't because if maybe somehow if I don't know, could you possibly if you nigga, did you talk about this case with anybody? I need to know a list of everybody who works there. Why? How many people did you talk to, nigga? Did you you gonna pick them out of a fucking list? Like what um, did you go on? He wasn't ready on? for that shit. He, you know you know how like you go to a job interview, you don't know shit about the job. Facts. <laughs> That's what he. Who man, Who? Why are we picking this nigga to be on the Supreme? Dog, when you on the Supreme Court, you on that bitch till you die. Yeah. You don't. You like, can step down. You can step down. You on that bitch till <laughs> you die. Who's stepping the fuck down? Unless you got pictures of me and the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Like who's stepping down? You on that bitch till you die. This nigga. That's the best that y'all got. <laughs> this nigga. Here? I always think about that picture of Will Smith where he'd be like, "This, <laughs> <laughs> like this is what we, this is what we got." Jesus fucking Christ. This nigga here? Mm-mm. That's bad, though. Who man is this? Like, Trump's man. We already know the answer to who's man. I'm watching this shit like this nigga, this nigga against the ropes. Like, he, this nigga he get, was getting cooked. He nigga. was getting cooked. Well done. By by everybody, too. Not just her. Nah, but she. she but, t- like, she was cooking the nigga, and somebody came to his defense. It was like, uh, we just, this just can't go on. <laughs> like, Senator, uh, she like, could you, could you stop my time, please? While my man talking and shit. Shout out to Kamala Harris. I like her, man. I do too. I do too. I like her. Love to see a black woman be president. All right, man. We come to the end of the show. Man. Time for the Benny. Yeah. Uh, Dame Gone Wild, Twitter, Instagram, Snap. There you go. Tell your mama to follow me. Uh, do me a favor, folks. You're listening on um, Apple Music. No, not Apple Music. What'd you call that shit? Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you go ahead and rate the show? You know what I'm saying? That'll help us out a lot. Rate, drop a comment, but just, you know, rate the show. Five stars. We're trying to move up to the top of that list. Yeah, it'll help us up. You know what I'm saying? It'll help us out. You know what I'm saying? So rate the show. Um, if you want to see some visuals, you can go to YouTube and uh, youtube.com slash jjohnson313. Or if you just literally search hashtag Shop Talk Podcast, that shit coming up, fam. And For sure. um We out here. Yeah, we are out here. Oh, shout out to Verge um, and Unsavory Antics. He's doing, we are participating in a Flint water drive, um, collecting some cases of water. He has put out a challenge to um, all podcasts in the Metro Detroit area and anybody who records out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio. We're trying to fill up two U-Haul trucks of water to send them up to Flint in October. So, I mean, water is cheap as fuck, fam. Yeah, it is. Two ninety nine. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's cheap until you gotta keep buying water to the studio, because then it don't, <laughs> and it don't be that. Then cheap. you realize the true cost. <laughs> yeah, then you then I start buying them little tiny bottles of water and shit because I had these these big ass half empty things. Or like, fam, 
you gonna drink this fucking water for you? <laughs> you gonna drink this shit? And they gonna be taking water on the way out? Like, fam, this is for you while you here, yeah, right? Not for when you go home, fam. Go drink your tap water at the crib, fam. Anyway, but we trying to collect water from Flint, and uh, we trying to do it, man. So donate a couple cases of water, man. Yeah, I can't believe you hiding finances from me. What you mean? You just said that's why you control the finance. Yeah, you not. I can't, I can't believe you hiding money from me. <laughs> it ain't. It's not. It's not hiding. I'm very, very vocal with this shit. <laughs> you hiding. You keeping money from me. I'm very vocal with it because the uh, Dame is too big for MTV. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Bank of America. <laughs> I'm too big for this shit. <laughs> Listen, man. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller <laughs> podcast, but we are Jane Dame. Peace. Peace out.